Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Government's taking half, pretty much, of every sup of diesel and petrol we put into our cars. Kevin McPartlin is the CEO of Fuels for Ireland. Now, now Kevin, I, I do hear a lot about petrol pump people, garage owners, uh, sort of playing the poor mouth. Like, how much do you guys make, on average, out of 218 for a litre of petrol? Good morning. Morning, PJ. Um, it, what we make on a litre of fuel really doesn't depend on the on the pump price. It's not like we add a percentage, as the government does. Um, there the, the tends to be, as a, as, a, as a rule, people's starting point is that they add a set number of cents, so whether it's two cents per litre or five cents per litre, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter whether the, whether the fuel is 150 mm. euro at the pump but or what two is it euro though? at the pump. What is it, though? Well, I mean, that's a matter of commercial confidence, and it depends on on on, on different operations and different forecasts, their operating costs, whatever. But what I can say to you is: is it single it, figures of cent? Is it double figures of cent? Oh, it would definitely not be double figure figures anywhere. I would imagine. <clears throat> but what I would say is that if you go in today and put seventy or eighty euros diesel into your car, and I follow you, and I put in uh, and I buy a, a, a cappuccino for two fifty. They'll make considerably more profit on the cappuccino than they will on the fuel. That's the nature of this business. The, the, the margins on fuel itself are terrifically low, very, very low. Now, of course, you sell high volumes, you sell, you know, maybe thousands of litres a day. Yeah. And, and so, so, you know, we're not playing the poor mouth. All we want is, is a, reasonable, a reasonable living out of it. But what well, you, were, happen- you were making a living when it was 120, 130 and 140. And what I'm saying to you is... And was the take the same then, now. Kevin? Was the take the same... You know, okay, you say for commercial reasons you can't give us a number. That's fine. But was the number the same when it was like 118 or 130? Yes. As it, is it okay? Yes. Yeah. So, so what, what has changed, and, and largely due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, there's a couple of other smaller factors, but that's the, that's the main thing. The wholesale prices of fuel have rocketed, and, and they're publicly available. You can go on to Platts is the name of the, of, the, of the pricing service. You can find out the wholesale price of diesel every single day, and you will see that the fuel pump prices that you and I pay when we go and fill our car or when we go and um, fill the home heating oil tank follows those prices very, very accurately. So, what it, what, so as the wholesale prices have gone up, our profit margin stays the same, uh, but government's take is increasing because they put VAT onto this at 23%. So right now, even though there was an excise duty cut of 15 cent per litre on diesel and 20 cent per litre on petrol back in March, 
right now, government is collecting six or seven cent more per litre than mm. they were this time and, last year. And, and petrol and diesel are even more expensive now than they were before that cut was made. Exactly. The wholesale prices are considerably higher than well, they the were Well, the price of the barrel, Kevin was higher in previous times. The price of the actual barrel of oil has been far higher. And, and, and that's a bit of a red herring, PJ, I have Why? to say. Because, well, barrels of crude oil... Well, first of all, we don't sell crude oil. We no, sell no, 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 but no, that's where and it starts. It starts with the yeah, oil that comes yeah. out of the ground and goes into the barrel. And, and if the barrel is more expensive, then we expect the fuel pump to be more expensive. Therefore, if the barrel is less expensive, we expect the fuel pump to be less expensive. Like, it, 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 it's, it's your raw material. So your raw material is less expensive. So why is the final product so much more expensive? Okay, I was going to come to it. So, so we don't sell crude. So the crude comes. It, the crude is is is, is um, extracted wherever it's extracted from. That has to be transported across the world in compliance with very very tight health and safety and environmental protections, which are entirely appropriate. Mm-hmm. There's biofuels that need to be added in. The refining process is very expensive. The refining process is very energy heavy. So that's a, that's more expensive now than it ever was before. And then you also have to factor in the currency. So crude oil barrel prices are in dollars. You have to look at what the um, exchange rate between dollars and euro is to see how that is impacting too. So the, the, the price of, of crude oil, if you take into the currency fluctuations, is a reasonable indicator but two or three weeks out. But things are, so, are fluctuating so much in terms of all of the other elements that come into the price of a refined product that you have to look at the wholesale prices, and that's the, that's the only real indicator right now, because things are so volatile. Yeah. You see, I get messages in like this one, um, and this is coming from Australia. We have listeners there listening in the evening time. In Western Australia, we pay the equivalent of a euro 30 for diesel. The government are laughing at the Irish people. Well, I, I won't say what the government uh, are or are not doing, but what I can tell you is that if you look at the European Commission, every every week they publish a bulletin on fuel prices. Before tax, Ireland is the 19th most expensive country out of the EU, EU 27 mm. for, for diesel. Oh, look, there's no... After I'm not arguing with you about the tax, after, Kevin. After I gave tax, the figures when we came to you. tax is the 11th. That's where, that's where the difference is, the tax. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do? Well, we can't change tax. Government can change tax. And we have suggested to them that they need to review the total tax take from fuels. They need to give people a break. They need to bring it back in line with what they're expecting. We're not asking for them to get less than they were expecting to get from their, from their fuel taxation. We're asking them to get what they were expecting. So that means bring it back in line with what they were getting last year. Mm. And that can be done in a number of ways. Like Dennis Nocton last week talked about making the carbon tax dynamic so that if fuel prices increase, the carbon tax reduces. If, if fuel prices decrease, the carbon tax would increase. Um, and, and that seems to be a sensible option. The government tell us they can't change VAT because of EU regulation, but other countries have, so I'm not sure why that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's and, fair. You know, Spain, have, Spain have done it, Italy have done it, I think Belgium yeah. have done it, yeah. Yeah, and, there, and of course there is the option of, 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 of looking at, the, uh, looking at um, the excise duty again. Yeah, at the moment the excise duty off, and I'm, I'm going by AA figures of the of late May. So ex, this is May twenty second. So excise on including carbon tax, they roll it up into one figure. Mm-hmm. Excise including carbon tax on a liter of petrol 
on the 22nd May, according to the AA, was just under 63 cent and on diesel was just under 52 cent. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, 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 it's a huge level of taxation. It's higher than the, the European average by, by a very considerable distance, even after the excise duty cuts that happened in March. And they were welcome. Mm. But I think we can now recognise they're inadequate. Mm. So you're saying another excise cut needs to be made? I, I, I'm not going to suggest to the Minister of Finance how he does it, because there's a number of you're different... You're giving an opinion on what you'd think yes. he could do. Let's well, look think, at the numbers. Think, the numbers say he, the numbers are saying sixty-three cent per liter on petrol and fifty-two on diesel, going straight to the government in the form of excise and carbon tax. They say they tell us, and we, even though it, the evidence from around the EU is different, but they tell us they cannot touch that. It's what you're saying, do the excise? Go for the excise again. I'm, I'm, I'm saying there's a number of alternatives where, you know, this is not beyond the wit of humanity to find a resolution that, that brings the government, the total government's tax take, tax take on fuel products back in line with projections so that they're not getting six or seven cents per litre more from hard-pressed consumers today than they were this time last year. And how they do it is a matter for government. I'm just saying there is a need that it, mm. to, for it to be done. And, and Kevin, are you saying, because... It's what I'm hearing. Perhaps I'm wrong. Are you saying to me that fuels for Ireland, in other words, the, the petrol pumps, the, the garages, the big chains, the small chains, the single corner shop garages, are, are you saying your members are powerless here? Uh, absolutely. Because, as I say, the margins on fuel are so, so tight. There were days mm. in, the, in, in, the, in the immediate aftermath of the Russian invasion when there was a real crisis in, in trying to get supplies and, and, and keep costs to a, to a reasonable level that people were selling at a loss. Now, not many days, but that did happen. Mm. You know, it's a matter of public record. It was, it was said at an Aratus uh, community. People were selling at a loss for a time. That obviously cannot be sustained. People need to be able to operate their businesses. And the margins on fuel are tiny. As I say, they're really, really small. Well, you see, so, we are taking your word for it there, Kevin. And I know for commercial sensitivity and all that. But we are taking your word for it, uh, that, that the margins are tiny. And, and you, you gave me the, the, the cappuccino comparison. So we, we can do nothing but take your organization's word for it, that the margins are tiny. But your group is a very powerful lobby group representing a vast number of businesses across the country. And and one thing you know when you do this job a while and when you observe politics uh, for a while is no big lobby group is as powerless as it claims to be. Well, uh, I'm sitting here alone in my one-man office laughing at the idea of being a big, powerful lobby group. Uh, we have 10 members. <clears throat> but, but look, we, we provide 50% of the total energy for this country. I'm frustrated at, at, at the level of power that we have because, you know, there, is, there has been over a long period of time an attitude which is we don't want to deal with the oil industry, dirty fossil fuels, they're not the future, we're going in a different direction. And we are going in a different direction. And that's, that's what our industry is doing. And I don't feel we'd be giving, we are being given an opportunity to make the, the maximum contribution that we can do because there is a reluctance to engage with us. Um, so, I, I, listen, I'd be delighted if we had the sort of power that you think we have, um, but, but it's, it genuinely isn't there. We are making a noise. We are pointing this out. I'm here on your radio station. Mm, delighted mm, to I be on it. You. To, yeah. to, 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 make, to make these points, and I'm hoping that that will actually increase the pressure on government to, to, to actually take some action here. Mm. Because what you have, you have the government is going out of its way to say that it is doing everything it can 
to, to, to manage the cost of living and particularly in relation to fuel prices. Yeah. They're not doing everything they can do. We've talked about the tax. There was also the story in the Independent at the weekend. Oh, Nora. A, a promised Nora levy reduction, which is, has not been delivered. No. And we were told on Saturday, we've never been told this by the department. Yeah. We read in the newspaper on, on, on Saturday that they're not going to do that now. Now, that would, now that pro- the reduction in Nora would have knocked one cent off. It's not a huge. It's not a huge amount of money. I'm not suggesting that it is, but it does indicate that, that when the government is saying we are doing everything we can do to keep the cost of fuel down, that's not correct. But their argument is, if we don't have the Nora in place, which is basically Nora, as it's called, is is a levy on every litre of fuel, so that we can keep a reserve in stock if we ever found ourselves stuck. So you would we have that we have yeah. the stock. So that, so, so there was an, uh, an argument made that we need that money to maintain the stock. The stock is there. It, right. it has been bought, and they also have 300 million in reserve. So that, that's a spurious argument. It's, it's, it's misleading to say okay. that they need that money to maintain the Norris stock. Okay. Just one question that's come in here, uh, Kevin. How does the price at the pump go up and down every day when the station has the tanks filled and bought at set prices? So if I fill... I get the, the the tank under my forecourt. If I fill that today at a certain purchase price, how come the price on my pump changes every day or two while that existing stock is still in the ground? That's a valid question. It's it's an entirely valid question because people don't don't tend to understand how how, how this business operates. So you will have some service stations that might get, a, you know, particularly rural parts of, uh, of the country. I'm, despite my funny accent, I'm from North Cork. And, you know, if I think of, you know, the, the service station in Donrail that, that we would fill up in when we're down to the family, it might, might get a fill once every four or five, six, seven days even. If you're thinking about the, the large uh, urban um, forecourts, they could be getting more than one a day. They could be getting... Sure. I mean, the service stations, they get four or five sure. deliveries a day. But the guy so, up in Donrail who fills mm-hmm. up today, won't have to fill again for three to four weeks, but his no, price will vary. Days, three to four days, I'm saying. Okay. And, right. it's, and, and it's, there are occasions where a price may fluctuate within uh, a delivery window because they're saying, well, listen, I'm actually going to have to pay a lot more for the next wholesale batch so they try and bring a little bit extra in. But in the main, people maintain a price for a delivery, for a stock that they have in. There's a, there's a lot of myths in this industry that people have weeks and weeks of stock under the ground of a forecourt. That's never the case. Mm. Uh, there's also some myths that, that the oil companies are storing months in the terminals. That's never the case. Mm. So, so it, you know, we have to base it on facts. Like the, the, the question that's never answered, and, well, I'll give you a go, but it never seems to get answered. How come one garage at one end of a town can be 225 and five miles west at the other end, it's 207? I'll try and answer it. So the, 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 the first garage may have got their delivery a week ago when, when prices were at a different level. Uh, also, you may have a situation where the operating costs of the two garages are very different. So if you think of, like the most extreme example is the motorway service stations where the cost of operating a motorway service station are far, far higher than they are for a, a, a small rural service station that has a big convenience store, for example. So the, the operating costs of the businesses are different also. Mm. Oh, yeah. That, that, that is, is that how you answer this one, for example, which is coming up? Garage A sells at 209, Garage B sells at 219. Then surely Garage B is making 10 cent on top of the profit Garage A was so making. Garage, Garage B may have paid 10 cent more on the wholesale prices because they bought 
a number of days later when the price increase has gone up. And I have to say, PJ, I, you know, look, I speak to a lot of media people, and about half of the calls are, how are all the prices exactly the same? It's clearly sort of price fixing, blah, blah, blah. And the other half are, how can you explain that there's a huge difference between prices? You know, it's the nature of this business. You know, people will have different prices based on when they, what they have paid for their wholesale fuel. And that, at the moment, this is a really extreme situation. At the moment, prices are fluctuating so much that if you buy today and I buy on Wednesday, I could be paying a very, very different wholesale price to you. Okay. It's one we'll follow with more into, with, with, with considerable interest uh, and more as closely as we can. Kevin, thank you. Kevin McPartland, CEO of Fuels for Ireland. A North Cork man. You wouldn't think it from the accent, but he is indeed. Thanks, Kevin. Corks 96 FM.